Welcome to the Foolish Adventure Show, where guru hype is banned, lifetime value of a customer is king, and the internet business has replaced the J-O-B as the path to financial success and personal freedom. Now, here's straight talk about making a living online with your host, Tim Conley. Welcome to another episode of the Foolish Adventure Show. I'm your host, Tim Conley, and I'm here with a couple of special guests, Joe and Justin, who are the AdSense Flippers guys, and they've got an awesome podcast and an an even better blog, because on the blog they go into some serious depth. But these guys have this interesting model, one that I would have never thought would work because I've seen way too many scam artists come into this world of AdSense uh, since AdSense came about from Google. And I'm just super excited to have these guys on because this is something I think damn near anyone can do. And that's what we're going to get into is how to make a living from AdSense sites. And this this is something, like I said, I didn't think would work, but these guys have a great model. So Joe, Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, Tim, it's a pleasure. I've been watching you guys for a while now, and I've been watching what you guys were doing because I didn't believe it. And sometimes, and sometimes I still look at what you're doing, and I'm, and I don't know that I can believe it. <laughs> well, so, sometimes we don't believe it either, Tim. Honestly, we're like, oh my god, I can't believe uh, things are going really well. So, yeah, and January's been a hell of a month. So, looking forward to that income report and getting into that a little bit later. But yeah, we've been very pleasantly surprised as well. So, uh, so before I, I want you guys to tell your story, but before that, since I've got everybody's interest peaked about that you're making money from AdSense and it's not just a little bit of money this this isn't like you know four dollars a month kind of AdSense stuff this this is serious serious money uh, what what kind of revenue did you guys do in 2011 uh, 2011 I think we did um, total revenue about a hundred and twenty thousand um, in received money from uh, site sales and AdSense and affiliate income. And then we had some sites left over, which is, you know, potential income, I guess, of about 60000 about $3,000 a month uh, in AdSense. Nice. So that that's not chump change. Yeah, no, I mean, well, <laughs> it was at first, honestly, but yeah, it, it's gotten really good uh, toward the end of the year. Uh, slowed down a bit in December, but, um, you know, the, the year's starting off really great too. So we're really excited about 2012 for sure. You know, on Foolish Adventure, we don't talk about getting rich. Uh, we don't talk about big money type things because we want it to be accessible. We want people to know that on the internet, you can at least make a living. Where, whatever that is for you in your particular country. In the United States, that's probably anywhere from thirty to $60,000, maybe 75000 on the high end. Making a living kind of money. And then that, that's your start. And then you can go on to make six figures. You can go on to make 250000 You know, you can go on and make a lot more money. That's what we approach here. So... Instead of uh, so, I'm going to take the the side of as we talk. I'm going to take the side of okay. How can we make fifty thousand dollars a year from this from AdSense and start off there as as a as a making living wage and then and then kind of go with that when when we talk here. Well, I think I think we netted probably fifty thousand. Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. We're about fifty fifty five thousand for 2011. Yeah. Um, that's- 
and but you know it wasn't it wasn't like you know we just started building sites for free and, and nothing happened i mean we we put we were down about ten thousand dollars from you know start to when we started to actually turn it around um our first month we actually got into this you know uh just hoping to build a couple ads and sites to pay for the salaries of our outsourced agents here and made $33 in our first month and spent, yeah. you know, two or $3,000 and 80 hours of my time. That, so, that's, uh, and that's the, the common thing in this AdSense sites that people end up building a lot of AdSense and they make $33. Yeah. And, that, and that's why when I fir first saw that you guys were making serious money, I was just like, ah, how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I, I would say the biggest thing, Tim, for me, I always thought of AdSense as the get-rich-quick scheme full of, like you said, hucksters and these sales guys that want to just sell you their system. Yeah. And when Justin first introduced it to me, I was like, yeah, I know about AdSense, but nobody really makes any serious money off of that. So um, once you learn to scale the process, which is a lot about what we talk about on AdSense Flippers, uh, I think... That's how the real value of getting enough sites under your control to make a big enough ball of wax that you can make some serious income. Yeah, there's there's multiple ways to skin the cat. I mean, we have you know other people we've met uh, through running ads and slippers. Uh, Spencer at NichePursuits.com, uh, Carrie Bergeron. Um, those guys make larger sites. So every site that they make, you know, will make two hundred, five hundred, a thousand dollars a month, and they make less sites but each site makes more. We went the volume approach, and Joe likes to call it the McDonald's approach to AdSense sites, where we just pop out burgers. They're hot, they're fresh, they taste the same no matter where you are, <laughs> um, but we push, we push a ton of them. They don't make much money each, but in aggregate, they make quite a bit. Okay, so, so now I wanna bring you back to, from that back to, like, how did you guys even end up in the Philippines? Yeah, I think that's a great question. We started out uh, with an outsourcing company that was dedicated to the SEO space. So there was a local internet marketing company uh, that wanted to reduce their labor costs and asked us to set up an outsourcing company in the Philippines. We had some experience with that previously from a mortgage business that we had. So we came here, we set up shop. We had several other clients in the local SEO space. Um, Things were going well, but we had a large customer cancel. And that resulted in a good portion of our employees that were well-trained. We liked working with them. They had been with us for a couple of years that we would have to let go because we had no projects for them to work on. So we were just trying to find something just to pay the bills. Um, and first, I tried something called Mechanical Turk. I don't know if you're familiar with it, uh -huh. but it's an Amazon company where you do very small tasks and you get paid like eight cents a piece or something like that. And I tried to, you know, make a crew of outsourced people that would be paid, you know, on these on all these little small tasks and we would just make it an arbitrage. But honestly, I couldn't even make enough money to pay their hourly salary. So then that's when Justin came up with the AdSense idea. And I was skeptical, but he really did did his research in the first month. Like he said, we made thirty three dollars. We put in all this work. We spent. What was it, Justin? Uh, about two grand and all the time. So, yeah. So I was trying to say, told you so. But by the third month, by February of 2010, uh, we started making about $600 a month in AdSense. 
And I started to see, well, you know, if we scale this thing, we could really make it into a business. Yeah, I, I started to actually get a little bummed in February. I was like, you know, it's only 600 bucks. It's not that great. But I did see, you know, the writing was on the wall. Some of our, our sites we created in December were the ones that were starting to catch up and, and start to hit their stride in February. So um, early March, I was telling Joe, I was like, dude, let's double down on this. You know, this is good. We're going to make a bunch of money. Let's let's build a ton of sites. Let's invest our own money. Let's let's you know go for it. And we were probably already down at that point, maybe eight, ten, maybe even a little over ten grand. And uh, Joe was like, "Man, I, I just I don't really want to swing it." He's a bit more risk adverse than I am. I'm all in on it. And he's like, <laughs> oh, "I don't know, man." I was like, "Dude, I, I want to do this. We we need to do this. You have to do this." He's like, "I don't know." So then that's when we basically decided, okay, well, let's sell some of the sites realize that, you know, 10, 15, 20 months of revenue on each individual site and just reinvest that into creating more sites and getting it to a level that is good. You said you were you were down, but I see that as just like startup capital. Yeah, yeah. Right. I wouldn't see that as, you know, we were down this amount of money. Every business has a startup and startup cost. So that that's something that when I, I've heard you talk about it and you've talked about it in a, a fairly negative light, uh, not because it was all that bad, but just, you know, you just had like a negative connotation towards it. But I, I and I was like, that's it. Just ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, there's so many people, though, that are like, OK, buy my. 1495 ebook and it'll cost you 80 bucks and I'm going to make you a gazillionaire. And so I try, maybe we overemphasize a bit, but I try to make it very clear that it's, it's going to cost some money. And, and here's the thing, you know, I'm not entirely sure that anyone can just jump on and do it. I mean, there are some signs that make it look that way, but you know, I'm hesitant to say, Oh yeah, come on in. Water's fine to everybody. I mean, you know, we talk a bit more about that later, but I don't think any business, any one business or any one business model is perfect for every everyone. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, you've, you've got to find your space in the world and your unique value that you bring to the world. And if that happens to be AdSense sites, great. If it happens to be info products like I talk about, great. You know, uh, that's awesome. You know, you but you need to find your own. Yeah. And even with AdSense sites. Finding your, we give the whole process away for free on AdSense Flippers. You can follow our exact process, but I really recommend you try to tweak the levers. You try to tune in the dials and find your own process that works best for you. Uh, I think that's very important, especially if you're going to start building a team out so that you're happy in the end with the burger that you produce, which may be a burger with cheese. Or a sesame seed bun, where you know we don't we don't provide those extras. <laughs> we, you know, we, we, we get insane ideas from our readers too. So we have readers that have you know followed the process a bit, and they go, you know, I tried this, and this is pretty cool. You guys should check it out. Like Manage WP came from one of our readers, and we started using that. It's a really really cool program. So I mean, you know, we're getting feedback from people that tried it, tried something else, or something they knew they added to the process, and we go, wow, great idea. We'll pick that up too. So uh, that's that's something I really like. That's that feedback loop, you know, getting getting feedback from a bigger audience. In our world, this internet world, that can be a double-edged sword where you're getting feedback from people, but they're also knocking off everything that you're doing. So you guys have been, you don't like release the sites that you're you're putting out, right? Yeah, we, we don't. Um, and the funny thing is like on some of the larger sites, I get copying. So if I have a 
$300 a month site. I get why you wouldn't want, you, know, you just play off of that and try to, to go after the same keyword and recreate the site. But our sites on average make 10 bucks a month. So it's probably just as easy to find your own keywords. Still, even then, we don't release our niches. Uh, we had a couple of people that found some of our niches and copied our content word for word, <laughs> put, it on a bu- put it on a bunch of subdomains, and, uh, and we're trying to get ranked. The worst thing is that some of those sites tanked or we took a big hit there, and they didn't get ranked either. So it was like a lose-lose situation. It sucked. We ended up getting the site taken down, but... Yeah, it was frustrating. And especially because a big part of our model is selling our sites in the secondary market. We don't want to sell it to a customer and then the customer have to compete with increased competition within that niche because, you know, every copycat out there in the world is trying to make the same site. And you run that risk on Flippa. Um, you know, we'd sell on Flippa and some of the bigger sites, we see copycats popping up. So although we still do sites on Flippa because it, it gives us great exposure and we're completely upfront about everything. We put analytics, we put all the earnings, we put screenshots. So it gives buyers that you know warm, comfy feeling. We also sell on asset slippers. We sell our sites there, and we don't release the niche only when the buyer purchases, so that the buyers are more protected and that there's not a ton of copycats. Yeah, that's that's something I used to teach years ago. Was go to the auction sites and find the sites that are doing well. Uh, you know, because they they put all their information right there for you. Yeah, and like yeah. just just go there and see what's doing well and replicate it, and you know, not copy it, not steal it. You know, go out there and see and make your own site in that. Unless you, unless the price is one in which you, it, it makes better sense to just make the investment, Purchase. right? Yeah. Uh, if it makes better sense to make the purchase as opposed to building, you know, you have to do that cost analysis of the amount of time and effort to get to where this this site is. But that's that's a great way of using a little corporate espionage that's right out there in the open. So so when you're selling, you guys have to be. I would say you'd have to be a little more protective uh, on Flippa. I haven't used Flippa uh, in years, so. So what has happened? Are you able to like take deposits or are you able to keep some of the information private? On, on Flippa, you can actually, you can hide the URL. So you can keep the URL hidden. Um, you can do stuff where all the information is hidden unless an NDA is signed. But we don't do that uh, because, you know, the way we, we do our auctions, we start them all at a dollar, no reserve. And so we want eyeballs and we want to make it as easy to bid as possible because that's going to give us top dollar or the highest value. So we do release all that information in our Flippa auctions. But we, you know, the funny thing is we started getting emails from potential clients going, oh, I wish you'd do some site sales that weren't on Flippa. Could you sell me some privately um, so you don't release that information? I don't have to deal with the competition. We got a few of those, and we said, oh, okay, maybe there's a market here. So we decided to take basically a spreadsheet <laughs> and, and put it on ads and flippers and said, okay, here are a bunch of sites. We didn't mention the URL or the particular keyword. We put the price up and said, go. Anyone wants to buy it, you go right ahead. And we thought, we were like, how, how presumptuous of us to put sites up there and not put analytics, not put any of the information, not even tell them what the keyword is and expect people to buy. We were like, well, you know, maybe a couple of people will do it. We'll see. But people loved it. People started buying sight unseen. I think it's because of our brand and our, our you know, backstory and the fact that we, we deliver good sites. So yeah, yeah, trust is one of those valuable items to have that a lot of people just don't use enough in the internet. 
people are not trying to build trust. Or, uh, they're like, oh, I'll build a brand. But truly what a brand is, is that trust. Absolutely. That's that's we protect that more than anything. In fact, we have you know conversations, meetings about, um, you know, how to make sure we don't do anything that could even be considered close to breaking that. We've had people ask us to, to uh, broker uh, for them and sell their sites on Flipit because we get really high multiples. And we've just said no, because I don't know how your site was built. I don't know what kind of traffic you're getting. I just I can't in good faith broker your site and run the risk of burning clients. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and that was the really important things to me when we uh, started doing this whole thing is, you know, we're using our real names. Um, you know, you can check us out on Facebook, on LinkedIn. This is really Justin Cook and Joe Magnotti. This is not some pen name or something like that. Um, so if we're going to be out there and we're going to be putting our name behind this product, I'm going to be damn sure that we're supplying a good product and that when you buy from us, you're completely happy with what you bought. I don't want you to think that you got sold or you got suckered or that what you bought was a lemon. I don't want that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's, let's talk about, cause we've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, selling and all this stuff. What, for someone just getting started, what should they do? Should they buy your sites or should they try building some sites? You know, what, what would be the best advice for them? I, I would say build the sites first. No, don't buy. Um, and the reason is, is, is if you buy the sites, you won't really know how to run them. Even if they're small earners, even if they're, you know, $15 a month sites, you won't know what goes on to, into expanding them. Uh, if something goes wrong, you know, you won't know how to fix it. So buying, or building your own sites first and testing it out allows you to make basically make mistakes and screw it up a few times until you finally get the process down and understand it yourself. Yeah, and I would go even a step further and just clarify when we say build it yourself, we mean build it yourself. Don't outsource the work. Actually know the process of going through site creation making content, doing the link building, putting in your AdSense codes, getting ranked, you know, all the basic AdSense 101 stuff. So that this way, when you do start hiring people to build your AdSense empire, you know how long stuff takes, you know how to teach your process to outsourcers, you know what to expect in sort of time frames and costs and whatnot. Otherwise, you know, people could tell you whatever and it's easy to get the wool pulled over your eyes and somebody... <laughs> It took a day when it's and 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 no one no one cares more about your business than you do, right? Uh, no one's going to put as much love, effort, and energy. So if you try to like you know outsource a team and say just build it, just read this website and follow their process and build it for me, it's just not going to work out very well. Right. Uh, that that was something that I've always hated about the internet marketing world, the make money online world, was that they would say you don't even need to know how to do it. You know, you just go outsource it and those people, you find these experts and they'll do it for you. But what I found with outsourcing or just hiring in, in, in anything is that if you allow people the opportunity to slack off, to, uh, to kind of BS you about stuff, yeah. they will. And, yeah, not, not, and they're not trying to be evil or anything. It's just human nature. You know, we, we take the path of least resistance. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing in an office environment, except it's worse a lot of times because you're working, you know, on different time zones across different cultures. I mean, that makes it even more difficult than in an office setting. So, 
you know, yeah, just just sending someone saying, oh, just outsource it all is ridiculous. I think it's crazy talk. Uh, you, you really need to know the process yourself and get that down first. Okay, guys, I, I want to go into some step by step. Like, how how do we actually do this? And for those listening, you can actually go get a lot of this information in a lot of depth over at AdSenseFlippers.com. You know, go check go check the that site out. Listen to the podcast; it's awesome. I listen to it; it's on my iPod, so definitely check this out. But for here, the people listening, can you guys give us like what what's the first step? What's the next step? And and what should people be planning for a year down the road? Yeah, well, thanks for the compliment on the podcast. I mean, we moved to a weekly format now, so. I'm really a lot more comfortable with it than I was when we started. And I like it a lot better than than writing. Uh, I think it comes out a lot faster, a lot cleaner to just talk about your ideas than actually have to write them down. So, <laughs> uh, But anyway, getting back to the nuts and bolts of, of building AdSense sites, it all starts with keyword research. And you know we've written some good blog posts on keyword research. Uh, but again, you know, going out there, getting your tools like Market Samurai or Longtail Pro, as we recommend now, and then going and looking for niches that are what we call the low-hanging fruit of the internet world, where you know they have the thousand searches a month, they have the dollar CPC, and the first page is very easy to rank for. That's going to be the root of your AdSense tree. If you don't have that down. You're not going to build quality sites, or if you, if you build quality sites, it's not going to be in um, a, an under-competitive niche, a niche that you can just blow through and easily beat all competition. Yeah, you, you end up throwing good money after bad if you're building on a crappy foundation, right? So uh, keyword research, we have our parameters we talk about. I mean, you know, th- about 1,000 exact measures a month, local exact measures a month, um, a buck CPC, um, uh, high advertiser competition, meaning that there are lots of advertisers in the space, and then that's just kind of the the you know um, uh, the general guideline. The most important part, we you know, if if we're going to build forty sites in a week, we get two hundred that match that criteria, exact match domains that match all of that criteria, and we put it in a spreadsheet. Out of that two hundred, Joe and I go down. We still do this today, one by one, and we check the first page competition. So we look at Google's first page and we go, you know, is this a niche we want to compete in or not? And we rank it one to five, one being no way we would get ranked with our process and five being we're going to own it. We're going to be in the top three easy. And um, by the, Justin, it's, it's your turn this week. I know, man. I know. I'm, I'm slacking. So, <laughs> so the, uh, that, that right there uh, clues us into how much work this really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your turn. It you it's do It's my it. week, man. It's my week. <laughs> so, so we go down and we rank them. Five being great. And we'll only pick up the, the fours and fives. So if we have 200, normally about 20%. We try and take about 20%. So it might be 35 to 45. But I'll be able to pull out that many that are fives and fours. Anything less than that, we don't pick up and we let it go away. It, it's not for us. And that would be in one particular niche, right? That would be across all different kinds of stuff. So um, when you're when you're first uh, setting your parameters and like Longtail Pro or Market Samurai, you know you 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 uh, you come up with a seed keyword, right? So the, what's the what's the general um, stuff you want to pull out? Uh, so we we normally say target, uh, you know, like women's apparel, um, kind of blue collar items. Um, uh, we stay away from like art. Um, 
we stay away from tech, so we wouldn't go after like laptops or you know iPads or anything like that. Um, and and we and we put in that as a seed keyword, and it'll spit out some in that um, general you know industry. And then we do that you know, multiple times until we get our 200 or so. If we want 40 that week, we do that you know maybe you know 30, 40 times in all these different industries until we get our 200. Okay. And these out there like Longtail Pro, Market Samurai, they're going to make it a lot easier once you give them a root keyword or a seed keyword to find literally hundreds of other keywords that match your criteria. By, by, by the way, you don't have to start with Market Samurai and Longtail Pro. I hate that. I don't want to start, you know, oh, buy a product first before you've even looked at it. I mean, you can go to the Google keyword tool and find it. It'll just take you a lot longer. So right. if you really want to, you want to dig through it and really kind of get a feel for it, just use the Google keyword tool for free and uh, get a feel. And then you're going to hate it and you're going to go out and <laughs> buy one of those tools anyway. Right. Um, and right now, what we have is we have a person, uh, a virtual assistant, that all her job is is to find those hundreds of keywords all day. And sometimes we feed her seed keywords. When we think of a good one, we're like, hey, okay, use this as a seed keyword and go ahead and, and find anything that matches our parameters. And then we still go ahead and we do the first page evaluation from there, but at least we have that... Uh, um, the boring stuff done and out of the way. Okay, so I, I want to throw in a, a tougher question here. So you, say you're going to build these 40 sites in a week. Yeah. How many of them, like what kind of percentage just just don't pan out? Um, we, we It depends. As some, some weeks or months are worse than others, but about 20% are going to suck. They're, they're not going to make us really anything. We're not going to see them rigged. They're not going to give us traffic, and they're not going to earn us. They're going to earn us next to nothing. Um, about thirty percent of our sites overall earn about seventy percent of our revenue. So you know, we end up getting. Let's say we have a hundred sites we created. Thirty of them are going to, you know, make quite a bit of money. You know, twenty, thirty, forty, sixty, eighty, hundred and fifty bucks a month. Um, and then you know, a lot are in the you know two to seven dollar a month range. A lot are there. So. Over time, we found that our average site is about ten bucks a month. Um, now we we batch them by month, so you know some sites, some months is like eight fifty, and another month's like eleven twenty. But on, about average is ten bucks a month that our sites make after three to four months. Yeah, that's why I think it's important to note that with our process, at least, not with other people in the same industry have a different process, but with our process, it's all about quantities of scale. You know, we can produce enough sites that we know, on average, we will produce a winner every now and then. Uh, and the, the cost-benefit analysis, like we were talking about earlier, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I, so I, I'm, still, I'm still just kind of like thinking through that. Out, out of that, so you're building all these sites and you've got this model where you're creating lots and lots of sites going with the uh, volume approach. What about the big winners? Do you do you, do you double down on those? You know, well, because we focus so much on scale and building so many, and like really kind of building that up to a, a reasonable level, we haven't at all. <laughs> we we've sold off a lot of our big sites, um, <laughs> which you know, and everyone tells us that we're leaving money on the table, and I think we probably are. But some of our best buyers are the ones that go, "These guys are crazy." 
I can pick up the site, add content to it, a little bit of link building love, and I'm going to own, right? Those are our best buyers because now it's kind of like a partnership. We just kind of do the starter stuff and they build them out and make money with them. So, you know, now I don't want to do that forever. I'd like to take our $40 a month sites, build them out to, you know, add some content, some links, get them to 120 a month and, you know, triple our revenue, triple our sales price on them. Um, so our intern, we have an intern coming out middle of February. Um, after they get up to speed on all the different pieces, uh, you know, uh, the puzzle, uh, one of their jobs is to be running a team, uh, an improvement team, where he's going to pick the ones that we think we have the best chance at improving, the ones that are like, you know, number eight on Google, number 12 on Google that have good potential, grouping those all together and then taking a team of agents, probably two agents, and improving those sites to see if we can get them earning much more and then flipping them for a you know a higher dollar amount. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna test that out. But up until this point, it's been let's just knock out as many as we can, and uh, you know get it full steam ahead. Yeah, that's what I love. I love owning the factory. Right? We have this machine that, as long as we feed it keywords every week, it spits out completed websites. And you know we we take the factory and we spit out Model Ts. And if you want to buy our Model T and make it into a Ferrari, hey, that's cool. And if we want to build another little finishing factory that takes Model Ts and makes them into Ferraris later, we can do that. But as long as the machine, as long as the factory is working, it's all about scale. I want to be I want to be clear too. This is not, and we don't like like completely automated systems where you just kind of push a button and it creates a site, automatically generates you know auto content kind of stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I can't speak to that. We haven't done that, so I can't say it wouldn't work. But my, my thought is, my gut, is that it leaves signatures that are obvious and the sites are way too spammy and you're using spun content, which is generally crap, right? So I, I, we don't like that. Our, our, our machine is a manual machine. We manually create links. We are manually having the content written and edited and, and that kind of thing. So I don't like the idea of, of push-button websites. I, I don't for us, that doesn't that wouldn't work. Yeah, we've talked to so many programmers out there, and even some black hat guys are like, "Oh, you don't, you guys don't even know you could be automating all this and saving money." I can build a thousand sites in a week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, but you know that's why we're here. That's why we're in outsourcing. The labor here in the Philippines is obviously very cheap. We're very close to the cost of labor because we're not going through a middleman. We we own an outsourcing company. That's our day job, right? Uh, and so. We know how to do that for less. Um, the idea of automating it, maybe would it save us some money? Perhaps. But I think, like Justin said, we would leave a signature. We would leave a footprint behind that would make the site seem uh, not as good to Google. And that's who we have to please. It may degrade your quality over time. You know, it yeah. might have a short. It might have that short-term boost in savings, but then degrade your quality over time. And especially if one little thing changes from Google, if you have a bunch of automated systems, it becomes difficult to adjust. Where right now, I could just Skype Michael and say, hey, Michael, you need to change this little piece of your content process because Google has changed their algorithm. Right. Okay, so people listening, they may be going, oh, you know, I don't want to build a factory, you know, a, an AdSense site <laughs> factory. I don't want to move to the Philippines. So what do you, what do you, what do you say to, to those people? You know, is, is this still possible without moving to the Philippines, without trying to build a factory around AdSense sites? 
Well, I, I, I think, Tim, you know, you, you wrote a post recently, uh, getting around money, right? Like, you know, covering your your uh, car payment and half your rent. I mean, people are cool making seven, eight hundred bucks a month. Um, they're willing to invest, you know, maybe fifteen hundred bucks to try it out. That's definitely something you can do. And you can do that with I mean, first you're gonna do it yourself, but then you have one or two VAs that you work with, maybe someone that orders content and then someone that sets up sites and does the link building for you. And one of them does a little bit of keyword research and helps you with that. That would be enough. Um, so, you know, two VAs, you could probably be knocking out, you know, 10 sites a week relatively easily. And that's adding, a, you know, over three or four months, that's adding $100 a month in value every week. Um, after four or five months, you could start selling a few of those sites and just collecting that money as profit and then just, you know, continue building the sites and let the AdSense uh, pay for the VAs and, you know, the content and everything you need to create the sites. Okay. Okay. And so that, that could be done anywhere in the world. You, you don't have to move. You can just sit down, get on the internet. How do you guys find staff then? How, how would you find a VA? We, we interview, I mean, cause we're here, right? So we, we, we hire all local people. We, you know, meet up with them in a coffee shop and talk to them face to face make sure they're a good fit for our organization and, and hire them. Um, but, you know, if you're not going that route, you know, I know a lot of people have had horror stories with uh, things like Odesk. Um, so if you haven't gone that route, if you're not familiar and comfortable with Odesk and or you haven't outsourced before at all, I would recommend using something like a virtual staff finder where they kind of get all the, the front-loaded work done for you. They get you the resumes, the, the, the qualified people, and we'll set you up with interviews with those people. You pay a bit for that. It's three fifty, I think, um, but it's a one-time setup fee. Once you start talking to the agent, you pay them directly, so you're not paying a middleman to to manage that process or you know anything like that. It's a direct relationship. Okay. Yeah, if you've never managed a team at all, I would say this is something that you should get into slowly, obviously, and just start outsourcing tiny pieces of the process. Maybe you start with the content piece. I know for Justin and I, that was the one thing we wanted to get off of our plate as quickly as possible because writing content about blue ski boots is, you know, the, like the worst job in the world. Yeah, I, th I, I honestly, like I wrote a couple of pieces of content when we were first starting and I, I wanted to kill myself. It was terrible, terrible. <laughs> so, you know, I started, you know, descending, using like Fiverr. And ultimately, we use uh, iWriter and TextBroker um, and just outsource the content. And then we would edit and check it out before we, we upload. But at least I don't have to write it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I like using the content authority, too. I, I, I've heard of them. Are they, are they good? Oh, yeah. I've used them for a couple of years now. Uh, almost three, actually. Cool. Yeah, I think one of the things that we've, one of the lessons that we've learned here is that you still, we need so much content that hiring all the writers in-house would just be impossible. So we still need to contract all that work out. And what we do is we have Filipinos simply manage that. They become the editor like we were in the beginning of the process. And they take the content in, they check it for originality, uh, they check it for spelling and grammar mistakes, they prepare it to be put on the site. Uh, and then they push it off to the site development team that actually publishes the content. And they can order from Fiverr or the Content Authority, TextBroker, or whatever. Um, we have some, uh, funny, but we, we have some Filipinos that order from contract writers. And some of our contract writers are actually Americans living in the U.S. So we have Filipinos ordering from Americans 
having the Americans write the content and they send it back to our uh, Filipino VA for editing. So, they can yeah, so out- outsourcing goes both ways. <laughs> it does. It does. That's funny. That's funny. Okay, guys. We've gone over quite a bit of stuff on like how to do things, but I want to jump into things that are related more to my own intellectual curiosity and things that about your business model. I'm, I'm always interested in business models, how they work and why they work or, or why they don't work. And you guys, you, you were at a point in your business where you were making, you were starting to see some money coming in, but you had invested like 10 grand in, into your business, this, this particular aspect of your business. And it was looking like it was going to be a while before you would recoup that investment. So when did you decide to start selling your websites? Well, well, that that was a bit of a fight uh, between Joe and I. Actually, we were discussing this, and you know, I said, "Let's just invest more. Um, let's hang on to the sites we're building, keep collecting the AdSense income, and put more money into it." And Joe said, "Look, you know, we've basically been siphoning money off of our outsourcing company into this. You know, we did talk originally about kind of a ten thousand dollar test. We're there. Um, you know, let's not do that. Let's just grow it slowly." But I was thinking, wow, it looks like we really have a winner. I'm going to grow this quickly. So we basically compromised and said, okay, let's sell some sites, realize that revenue today, reinvest that money back into our business until we get to scale that is reasonable. So we started uh, selling sites at the end of March. Is that right, Joe? Yeah. uh, Our first auction was at the end of March and went very well. You know, whenever you have that auction feel, it's so great. You see the bids start to coming in. You see um, one after another. You know, sites for us cost about fifty dollars on average to produce, and seeing that go for literally thousands of dollars is so exciting. Yeah, and that's one of the things we, we decided to bunch our sites or bundle our sites. The first sites uh, we sold in a bundle, we we took a couple of sites that were really well ranked, like top three. We took a couple that were kind of like mid range on the first page. And we took a couple of duds, I would say. And the reason for that is we, we figured we wanted to give a good amount of upside to the buyer. Um, so if a number two drops to number eight, but a number seven goes to number three, it's kind of balancing it out. You know what I mean? And so right. it's slightly on the on the incline, too, so that the buyer could have some success. We really tried to, to package it well. Another reason we package is selling sites individually. Um, you know, if you sell five sites, it's not five times the work. Uh, um, to transfer the sites. So instead of having to do every single buyer on one site, we figured we bundle and Joe's post-sale work, he gets a better per hour on that time. Okay. And there's definitely a lot of post-sale work going on when you have to migrate and figure out someone's hosting package and figure out the name servers and figure out you know their particular setup. So uh, it, even though I have a staff to help me with that, um, you know, we go above and beyond on d- delivery for that too. Like, you know, we don't just say, okay, here's your sites. Good luck. We'll actually log in, do all of the transferring for them until everything's good to go. Okay. And so this was March, 2011, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just want to let people listening know like when, when that March was. Okay. So this was a- actually a fairly recent thing. You know, your business is a pretty new. So you're selling these websites and and you've got what maybe three months of history into them before before you put them up for sale. 
Yeah, we, we had started uh, beginning of December, and the first sites we started selling uh, at the end of March were some of those first sites. They'd finally started hitting their stride, um, you know, like February. So we had probably f- only 45 days or so of, you know, where they're, you know, ranked, they're, they're where they need to be, that kind of thing. So we had. What was that, Joe? Sorry, they're plateauing. What Justin's trying to say is 45 days of them hitting the plateau that we think that they've peaked and they're stable enough that we can put them up for a sale. Yeah, looking back on it now, we wouldn't do that would be a bit early. We'd actually wait to, you know, five to six months because it takes three to four months for them to hit their stride. Some some come up in the second month, some in the third month, but five to six months gives you two to three months of history um, to prove, you know, stable income make sure they're not jumping around in the rankings, that kind of thing. So we did it a bit early there, but um, over time we found five to six months to be a better uh, time frame. Okay, so like some of the things, uh, some of the sites that you uh, created a year ago, how, how are they doing now? Well, we've, you know, it's, it's hard to say. We were um, One of the questions about our model is like, you know, if we just left the sites alone, how much would they be earning 12 months, 18 months, 24 months from now? Um, you know, but once we transfer it to a buyer, those uh, quite often they'll do different things. So they'll add, you know, links, they'll add content and those sites change. They're no longer, you know, our process. Um, we, we've talked to some of our previous buyers and it depends. Some have gone up by 40, 50%, um, you know, six months after they bought them. Um, others went down, uh, 30%. Uh, we had one, uh, customer that bought from us and ended up getting his AdSense account disabled. Uh, he was worried it was our sites, uh, but after you know talking to him a bit, it sounds like it was some other sites he'd purchased previously. So, I mean, it, it really depends. Um, but we, we just recently had a buyer that bought from us in November of 2011, and he emailed us recently saying, you know, I bought from you at 20x, but the sites have improved. He, he took a site from like, uh, I think, eighth position to like number two. And he said, uh, you know, based on current revenue, it looks like I'll be able to uh, break even in seven or eight months. Nice. So th- those are the bars we love. I mean, it's it's fantastic. He's like, I got this for a steal. I'm going to get more, and and that's a great partnership for us. You know, right, right. And that's so for people buying, going out and buying websites. Like uh, personally, I want to see some longer, you know, longer history. I want to make sure that if I'm going to invest in something, that it's that I'm going to be able to make my money back in a reasonable amount of time. You know, I like I like a return of my investment, and then after that, and essentially be able to pull my investment out, and then have an infinite return after that. Uh, th- that's how I like to invest in things. It's, so I was really amazed that you were able to get such a high multiplier for your sites with their short history on I, on Flippa. I think if you if you look like if you look on Flippa and you look uh, like Flip Filter does some interesting number uh, analysis on AdSense sites. And like the average may be 10, 11 months or so, but you really have to, to split that up. So on the low end, you have the sketchy people that, you know, <laughs> will say, okay, like, you know, three days it made $5. So that's 50 bucks a month. So you should pay me 500 bucks for the site. And those guys will get, you know, maybe seven X or something, six X. And then you have everyone else who has good history. They've sold a bunch of sites before. And they're getting the 15, 20, 25x multi- uh, multiples. So, you know, there's like two different groups of sellers uh, on Flippa that bring it down to 10x. But, 
you know, there are people that are selling 2,000 a month AdSense sites and getting 20, 25, even 30x on Flippa. Um, so, you know, it doesn't just matter the dollar amount they're bringing in, but it matters on the, the trustworthiness of the seller. Another thing is, you know, we start all of our auctions off at a buck with no reserve. So, you know, what they go for is what the market's saying we'll, they should we'll bear, go for. Right, right. Yeah. Which, and so that, that right there makes, makes a different, it makes a, a lot of difference. You know, that, that's saying the, the market's bearing it as opposed to, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to uh, figure out a way to get to that higher multiplier. You know, uh, well, yeah. so that, that's definitely more of a win-win, right? Well, well, it, it is. I mean, we're, we're tricky, of course. Now, we know if we put a, a dollar, uh, $1 no reserve, I know it's just all about eyeballs. So the more people I get to view that auction, the more chance I have that they'll bid, that they'll get into a bidding frenzy. I really want this site. Um, you know, you can put a buy it now that's slightly above, you know, where the bidding's normally going. So someone who really wants it will pay that extra 200 bucks. I mean, we, we do tricks like that. But yeah, ultimately, it's a buck. Um, it goes for what it goes for, you know. You know, right. and Tim, you mentioned some of your investment strategies. Like, you not, you not only want to get your return on your investment, but you want to get an infinite amount after that. And we tried to sell some of our sites offline to more traditional investment people. And we weren't that successful with that because, just like you said, they wanted to see, like, you know, 10-year history and moving averages and all this collateral that was supplied for them like they were buying a, a legitimate offline business, a car wash or something like that. Hey, we don't have that kind of information, okay? What we can say is, hey, here's what the history is since we've built the site. Here are the AdSense screenshots. Here are the Google Analytics traffic. Um, here's the entire process that we've used to create the site. Please make your own decision uh, based on where we're going. We see it as a fair price. Yeah, and we, we make no claims to what the sites will do after the fact. Now, intentionally, we try whenever we're packaging, we try to package uh, deals that will ultimately, we think, go up over the next month or two. Not too much, or else we think we're we're losing <laughs> losing money, right. but a bit a bit to where you know they feel like they got their value and they're gonna you know be it's gonna be less than twenty x for them to make their money back. You know, t- talking about business models, like you know, we're talking about like individual sites or packages of sites. You know, that's something we thought about with Access Flippers too, is that how long would we have to continue the model to where our, our company, our process, and our brand looks interesting to someone? Um, you know, I, I would imagine if we continue through 2012 with similar growth, uh, you know, 2013, you know, we, we add 50, 60% to, you know, gross revenue, that'd be pretty attractive for a buyer, we're, we're right. thinking. So th- at that point, you know, that would probably be a good time for us to start you know, if everything continues, and we we're doing a little dream building the other day, but if it continues going the way it's going, I mean, we could get a, a seven-figure exit, which would be pretty amazing. Yeah, that that would be awesome. Because, uh, and that was one of my next questions about your business model was the long-term viability of it. The idea that you can continue to put out forty sites a week and then be able to sell off a certain number of them to increase your your revenue so how, how do you how do you see that playing out well i, I we'd like to diversify a bit, uh, a bit i'm actually i was writing a post uh, now about um our failed authority site attempt we, we tried to build uh, two authority sites um you know larger uh, better content um you know fairly high traffic stuff and they're ranked uh they look good i think the content's really good 
um, but they're just not earning. So we have to go back to the drawing board on that one. But that's something we want to do is diversify our type, the type of sites that we have a bit. I think that's a good idea. Um, and uh, and long term, I mean, if, if it continues to grow, or we're going to continue to adapt with the search engines. We view it as, you know, there are gaps in the content um, that's available online. So all we're doing is exploiting or filling in those gaps. Eventually, there will probably be people that fill it in better than us. Um, we just have to stay on top of that and make sure that we're able to, you know, ultimately get even better content and continue to improve our sites. And talking about expanding or diversifying, you know, something else we're looking to get into is um, internal tools that we develop in order to make these sites. We'd like to start offering those to our um, reader base and, and to the people that come to the site as legitimate tools that they could use to help them build sites. So as an engineer and a, and a software guy and a, and a technical person, that really interests me. Uh, I can't wait to get into that later this year. We're, we're big fans of like free info. Um, so I, I don't think we'd go like the, the info product for us. I really like giving away for free and giving away really valuable stuff. But we like the idea of tools. So I think we'll probably try to break into that with like some free WordPress uh, themes we might offer up, some plugins we're talking about doing that we give away for free and just kind of, you know, put feelers out there and see what people think. No, that's that's cool. Uh, so let's I, I, I'm, I'm as you're talking and everything, I'm just uh, sitting here thinking like, OK, so you, you were doing this selling of sites as a stopgap originally, uh, you know, to recoup some uh, recoup some of your investment get rid of your burn your burn rate and actually yeah. see some positive cash flow are you going to stop selling or is this now like a a permanent piece of your of your model i think it's a great question um once we found the flipping part of it um i have to say that i love it uh, that's probably the best part for me yes having passive income earning adsense sites is great but taking those sites and flipping them over to somebody else who can care and nurture for them a little bit better than we can, and realizing that 20-month revenue up front and then just moving on to the next thing, uh, I think will be a permanent part of our business model. Yeah, we, 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 we uh, reinvested everything we were making on sites up until maybe the last quarter. No, maybe – third quarter or last come getting close to the last quarter of last year um and then we started taking some profit out and i think we'll continue to do that yeah i think we're going to stick with the flipping um it, it's making us you know long term that'll be a good portion of our profit i think in 2012 okay so uh, i i want to jump back to like for the people who are listening because that's what this is all about, actually, and not just about my own curiosity <laughs> uh, so uh, what about the people who you, you mentioned those who can actually care for these sites after after they're sold, you know, that, that kind of person. What do they need to know to be able to take their 20-time investment that they've paid for the site and maybe get their money back in, say, 10 months or maybe maybe 15 months, you know, where they get their money back faster? You know, what kind of stuff do they need to know? I, I think a great buyer for us is someone who has built some sites already um, maybe they got them up to you know fifteen dollars a month or forty dollars a month, and then they were able to add content, add a few links, and they were able to baby that site from forty bucks a month to eighty or a hundred bucks a month. So, so people who have had that type of experience taking a really low end site 
at 15 a month and kind of boosting it to 40 or 50 bucks a month will have tremendous success with purchasing our sites um, because they'll be able to see you know an ROI so much faster. Um, the skill set that that takes is going to be someone who can analyze the competition in a particular niche and say, okay, here's how the top sites are ranking and kind of reverse engineer their their external links and maybe their their content, their on-site SEO and say, okay, the first three guys are ranking because of these factors. I'm going to change my number eight site and make it rank in the top three by mimicking those elements. Okay. All right. Uh, we've, we've gone on quite a while on this, so I, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show and sharing everything that you've got. Do you have any final last words for the listeners? Yeah, I would just say, you know, we said it before, but I want to say it again. If you're going to get into niche site building um, in terms of AdSense, make sure to do it yourself. You know, you can buy all the eBooks in the world, or you can just go to our site and read until you're sleepy. But if you don't just go out there and try it, um, you'll never really know what's happening. Most of the tools are free. Um, you know, you can buy a domain for ten bucks. Uh, you can get started for a couple of hours on your weekend. Um, build three, five sites and see what happens. Yeah, screw up first quickly, and then uh, you know, correct and move on. Yeah, that's that's great advice. You know, get through get through that learning process. You know, you don't all of a sudden just start walking as a baby. You you go through the ups and downs. You stand up, you fall. You take a step, you fall. And getting through that as fast as you possibly can is going to be a good key to your success. Well, guys, I I really appreciate it. And so everyone listening, go to AdSenseFlippers.com. Uh, the, it's a great site and they've got a great podcast Joe and Justin I'm glad that you came on and until the next time glad we could share our foolish adventure with you Tim you've just listened to the foolish adventure show with Tim Conley to get more straight talk about making money online and building a successful internet business go to foolishadventure.com there, you can opt into the Freedom File newsletter. You'll also get access to the Foolish Guide to Launching Products video training module, over an hour and 20 minutes of business building knowledge that can generate tens of thousands of dollars for your new product. Enjoy your foolish adventure.